Is this season two? I wasn't even ready yet. So, so what? Do I just insert a hot take here or something? My team! LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to repeat, but they are going to play the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Championship, and the Jets are going to be in the Super Bowl. I don't get much hot take in that. My team! Take that, take that, take that. My team! Brooklyn's down, baby! Brooklyn's down! My team! Welcome back to another edition of the My Team Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Talent T. Taylor. Whew. It's February 1st. Yeah, folks, it's officially Black History Month. And that's all I'm about to get into that. <laughs> we have a good show today. Like, listen, today's show is obviously we are going to talk Super Bowl. We're gonna get into this Phil and this Phil Jackson melodrama of this Barkley and LeBron verbal exchange, the Russell watch, and oh yeah, the Pro Bowl, and a whole lot more. But you know what I say, regardless of the time, regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So back at it like a sports fanatic. Woo! So listen, we're back. We're here. Last week we 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 ran over what was gonna be the the lead up to this weekend was coming to be the Super Bowl weekend. But before we even get there, we we get to really talk about what is gonna be the next or the main focus for the majority of the next who knows how many weeks between now and. July and then we reset over to basketball after that. This is this is what we have. So we have right now what is basically the NBA season, right? We have the Cleveland Cavaliers sitting in first place in the NBA, thirty-two and fifteen. We have Boston right behind them at thirty and eighteen, and <clears throat> following them we got Toronto at thirty and nineteen. The only three teams in the East that have less than twenty losses. Where in the West is is is, is that number is almost double. They have five teams in the West that have less than 20 losses. Right? Which kind of always shows you the balance of the league. You know, basically, what that really comprises of a half of the teams that are in the playoffs have less than 20 losses. The other half? Eh. And, that's, of course, like, we have Golden State in the West, 41-7. and seven. San Antonio Spurs, 37-11. and 11. And Houston at 36-16. and 16. And, like, before we even get even any further, right? The first thing that we, we get that we get to talk about is Golden State and this forty one and eleven record, and well, maybe not. Like and listen, listen, you know, Luke, Lakers and Utah are also in there with less than twenty losses. Like not Lakers, but the Clippers. The number one thing, the number the number one thing that I notice when I keep watching Golden State is is not how easy they score the ball because. I think that we've been saying for a while now that when that when they get the, when when Golden State has the ball, they are a completely different team, and or they are a completely different team when it comes to when it comes to their ball handling.
and what it is with them is that they've always had ball movement. Like, like, and, and this is one thing that, that kind of frustrates me, right? As, as I'm gonna veer off just a little bit as a Knicks fan, is that we have Camilla Anthony and the whole entire team knocking the triangle, but the triangle is just the way to get is, is to is to 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 initiate ball movement. And based off of the style that Camilla Anthony plays, where he likes to go in that in, the, in that triple threat position, and, and that's where he likes to function from, that is the best offense for him would be a triangle offense. Now, when you got when you got a team full of full of guys like Klay Thompson and Stephen Curry and Draymond Green and now Kevin Durant, but even before Kevin Durant. You know when they had Lance Stevenson and all them other boys, Andre Iguodala. They had a they had a team that you could stretch them out at every position and shoot the three at, because you had a great ball handling big and that, a big ball handling guard. And that who and that's who your superstar was. Your superstar was a ball handling shooting shooting point guard. You know play making shooting point whatever you want to call him. So to build a team around him, you needed to make sure you always had a bunch of shooters. Which meant that you, and because he could get to the lane and he could get, you know, get past his man and he was able to finish at and around the rim, but not powerfully, but with finesse, that's the reason why you get somebody that can pull a five out of there, out of the middle, so that you can pull your finesse over smaller defenders. Because listen, obviously the bigger the defender, the harder it's going to be to shoot over them. Because the closer you get to the basket, the harder, um, the, the, the lower the percentage of shot that you actually are taking. Ask D'Antoni, ask Mike D'Antoni or his brother. They'll they'll break it down for you like in 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 in, in full detail. Or find any article that involves them giving the percentages and the stats and the actual breakdown. And as you as you guys know, right? As you guys know, right? In the background, we do have Milwaukee versus Cleveland right now. As Milwaukee is only right now, it's halftime. Milwaukee's in about three. I think it's three points behind Cleveland. And more than anything, Milwaukee is, not Milwaukee, but Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves, Colin Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, and them boys, is that Minnesota Timberwolves are very, very close to sneaking into the eighth spot, into the playoffs. And what that means is that they go, if they do that, they go up against this Golden State team that we are right now highlighting, that we're talking about. So, like I said, Golden State has always had great ball movement. Like just like Cleveland kinda always had or not Cleveland, but Miami have decent ball movement with LeBron out there. J.R. Smith out for 22nd straight game with a fractured thumb, which has just done wonders for actually Iman Shumpert as he has recently come back and, and has really helped with his confidence and him getting into the flow of his game. It's helped his three-point percentage as now he's become a more consistent three-point shooter. But even more so, I guess somebody that you can now, I guess, call a 3 and D guy. Which is, listen, not for nothing. Which is who, <coughs> excuse me, who Clay Thompson thought was going to be the ceiling for his career, his whole entire career. He was just going to be a 3 and D guy, nothing more. So we continue to talk about this Golden State team. Right, like I said, they've always had ball movement. Right? And, and it's that ball movement that has, has won games. The ball movement that, that won a championship in San Antonio. It's the same ball movement that won a championship in Miami. It's the same kind of ball movement that won a championship in Boston. So, Golden State has always had great ball movement. So, I'm not surprised to see how well they're moving the ball 
it's just that you can all you can actually see that and even though they're not gonna have obviously less than nine losses nobody expected I don't think anybody really expected a season like that but that's just in their first season see right now Golden State sits at 41 and 7 right 48 games in and that 48 number is gonna be something to remember remember there's a guy that is doing something every other game that you know we like to talk about <laughs> Cleveland is up 66 to 60 over Minnesota. So, what it is is like now, like I said, not only is this team fluent right now, completely like they look completely fluent, but everybody's and you and you kind of figure this, but everybody's shot percentage is up. But Kevin Durant, more than anything, Kevin Durant has been a beast on that on that defensive end. And I think that we've talked about this a little bit, or we've hinted at this some, that we've talked about Kevin Durant and, and that defense of his. Because, you know what, <clears throat> and maybe I don't talk about it enough, where, to be honest with you, the three front runners in my eyes, for MVP in this league right now, all happen to be the three former teammates, or the th guys that all used to be in Oklahoma City, as they all now have their own team, technically. Russell Westbrook is putting up a, a triple-double every other game. Yes, still putting up a triple-double every other game. 48 games in, still putting up a triple-double every other game. Do you remember what number was that last week? Yeah, it's gone up since, since the last time we spoke. And so is James Harden. James Harden may not be putting up one every other week, but let's not sleep like James Harden only got 14 of them this year. And let's not fun that James Harden only did something that he's in the category of only three other, or two other people in now. He did something spectacular when we got off the air that Friday night. San Antonio happens to be right behind Golden State Warriors doing what San Antonio Spurs do best. And that is just play in their small market when don't have any players that ever make the news. Don't have any players that ever give you a soundbite. They just go out there and they do their business. This is why they're considered the New England Patriots of the NFL. I mean, of the NBA. Which is which is weird because we're 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 the New England Patriots are hated by everybody outside of New England. There's not a lot of places that San Antonio, Greg Popovich, what was Tim Duncan, but you know, manager nobly, Tony Parker, and that squad in San Antonio. There's not a lot about them that isn't love. And that brings up another question. Is that more to do about the coach and the star player? Or the fan base that is behind that team? That makes me wonder. Because they both kind of go about their business the same, the same bitter way. Barely say anything to the press, kind of, kind of scornish with, the, with their words, you know. But their teams win. Or they're, or they're always consistently in a hunt to win. But nobody's saying, 
to Greg Popovich and all them and constant. I mean, maybe because also, you know what? Maybe because every other year, San Antonio Spurs aren't in a scandal for cheating. They're just boring you to death with good basketball, which Golden State does too. But their good basketball is just is 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 a lot more flashes or a lot more threes. Like you understand, and this is like ten years ago, and this is where the game had to be played. Like you were talking about Manny Ginobili and Tony Parker being not this not in the percentage of the Splash Brothers, but being as exciting as them. Do you do we forget Tony Parker weaving through the lane and, everything, and doing everything he did throughout the years? Kind of what kind of what Chris Paul is doing now. We're gonna talk about Chris Paul a little bit later because Chris Paul ties into another one of the plays that we want to talk about from New York. Houston, Houston, Houston. Houston is that scary team to me. Houston is a team as they show the thing right now. Minnesota nineteen and twenty nine. Along with Sacramento and New Orleans, that are all fighting for that eight spot. Minnesota's Minnesota right now sitting that officially in that tenth spot. So they still have a ways to go, but down by ten against Cleveland, they, they could possibly sneak in. But you know what? That that shows you something. That that really does show you something. If I, as I told you how things have shifted, that the last spot in the in the West no longer requires you to be above uh, an above five hundred rec- um team. Which we remember years ago, what was it? <clears throat> Excuse me, Phoenix missing the playoffs because they they didn't have a five hundred record. Um, the Lakers barely missing the playoffs because you know their record was was I think five hundred, but not quite good enough. So they are, they are definitely, 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 definitely on the right track to possibly make it into the playoffs. Especially, especially when you have teams like the LA Clippers that are finding a way to once again slip in the rankings. As once again, we have injuries to one of their two key players. Is it Blake? Is it Chris Paul? It doesn't matter. All I know is that all we keep on talking about is trying to trade Camilla Anthony for one of these two players, and yet these guys can't stay on the on the freaking court. We will get more talk more basketball. When we come back from this commercial break. Let me put you in a game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multiverse Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. Your games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue from the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sunlight Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more, 
so you can play more. Thank you for listening. If you're listening right now, that means you're listening live on the MixLR app. Appreciate it. Love is always appreciated. Live every Wednesday at 8.07-ish. <laughs> oh, man. If you're listening next day, or you can be listening the same day. You can be listening on the TuneIn app. Yeah, we're on TuneIn. Or you're listening on SoundCloud. Either or, thank you guys for listening. I always do appreciate it. But no, if you do listen on the MixLR app... That is the only way for us to actually have live engagement during the podcast. Which is one of the cool things that I do actually like about Mixalar is the fact that we have a live engagement through the <clears throat> through the chat feature of it. So if you're here, if you're there, you know, talk to me. I'll see you on the app, and you know, we can always exchange some. We can always exchange some opinions live during the show. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like, and. I'll tell you to shove it, or I'll entertain it. We'll see. But, hey, listen, the option is there. So as we continue to talk, right? As Like I said, we have LA, one of the few teams that are, LA Clippers, one of the few teams that are in the 20 losses. And so are the Utah Jazz, not surprisingly, right? But, like I said before the break, CP3, right? Or, this, uh, before I even talk about it, before we say CP3, right? This whole Knicks mellow trade talk that is going on, right? As we see, Ricky, that's not Ricky Rubio, goes strong to the basket over, over Kyrie Irving on a fast break, but it was still done. 66-79, Cleveland. Midway, point, midway through the third quarter, exactly six minutes. So, basically this whole Knicks mellow trade talk drama thing that is currently going on. Right? And one of the things that he kept on talking about, and I said that there's a bunch of different ways to look at this, right? U- ultimately, let's just look at this from from a sports from a, from a sports sensibility aspect, right? So not a fan of Melo, not a fan of the Knicks. Let's just see, let's just take all things in, into consideration and let's see who does this work for. If we send Melo to the Clippers and he's playing with Chris Paul, who do the Knicks get back? Remember, remember, remember this is the key point. Who the Knicks? Who are the Knicks gonna get back that are gonna make the Knicks better and complement what they currently have? Now, who's to say that Christoph Porzingis and Blake Griffin together isn't a bad thing? As Blake Griffin likes to finish at the rim. While while you know, Krzyzewski has more of a pure jump shot. They don't technically always have to be in each other's space. But the problem that I have is the pro- with Blake Griffin coming to New York. It's also the same problem I have with with sending Camilla Anthony to the Clippers, knowing that Camilla Anthony's goal is to win a championship or at least be in a position to win or put it be in a position where he doesn't feel like. Or is beneficial to his or feel like he's beneficial to his family. Remember, his wife is a celebrity. New York, LA, that works for Lala. So 
Blake Griffin has had an issue these last couple of years of staying injured, of, st of staying healthy. So, if you're a Knicks fan, why would you want a guy that has played less games than Melo has in these last, what, five, six years that Melo has been in the league? Like, let's not forget, Blake Griffin may have been Rookie of the Year, but that's because he sat out his whole rookie year. Let's not forget, Blake Griffin has had injury problems since day one. Let's not forget that when Blake Griffin came into the league, that it took Chris Paul going over to the Clippers before the talk of, and of how the Clippers have been looking over these last couple of years has started to change. And then Doc Rivers has furthered that. Like, like, let's not forget that, that, that talk of how, the, of the Clippers franchise and their curses and how, and, and how, and, and how poorly they were being run was still a good portion under Blake Griffin's run. And that Clippers curse extended to Blake Griffin's rookie career where he missed the whole entire season because he got injured in the preseason. Let's not forget that's that Blake Griffin. Like that, that, that you want and that you want to go ahead and ship Melo off with, off for New York. That's that Blake Griffin. But on the other end, it's, it's the same CP3 that you're trying to pair up with Melo. The same CP3 that's out right now. The same CP3 that has had injury problems also since New Orleans. The same CP3 that breaks down at the end of every single season. Now, that's also important because he feels like, oh, he feels like, oh, because he has to do all of the scoring. He has never played with a guy that can score as dynamically as Carmelo Anthony. The closest thing has been Blake Griffin, but Blake Griffin is just now learning how to fully handle, play with the ball in his hand and create his own shot, which he learned from Melo. So I can see how, eh, yeah, this looks and sounds like it works on paper. Ooh, it's Carl Anthony Town chases down an offensive board and shoots the three. 73-90 Cleveland. I know every time I come back to this, even though Minnesota does a good play, this lead for Cleveland is just growing. Like I said, Cleveland and Minnesota is nowhere on the, on the level of, of Cleveland. But Carl Anthony Town so far has 22 points on 9 for 15 shooting. As we see Cleveland shoot an air ball. As, as Ivan Shumpert shoot an air ball. Whew. Actually. That's who was just praising Ivan Shumpert and as, as he took uh, him taking over for J.R. Smith. So, this is the these are the parts that baffle me. Like, like Melo balled for the month of January. After this whole trade tour, after the whole sit down with with Phil Jackson, Melo balled the end portion of January. Unfortunately for them, or for him, or for them, the team and him. Us, those are the Knicks fans. The, the team went five and twelve, unfortunately. So what I want to know is, once again, while I keep hearing trade talks for Melo, why aren't there more trade talks for Derrick Rose? Because it's obvious that Derrick Rose is very quickly starting to feel like Stefan Marbury to me. Where we're good, where we're feeling like we like even though it's gonna be only for this one season, and remember he wants to be paid this season. Shortly after the Knicks were eighteen and sixteen, I believe, and they wanted and Derrick Rose wanted his contract extension, the Knicks said, you know what, we're quite not ready to 
offer you a long-term contract, so we'll continue to see what ne where negotiations lay. Derrick Rose wasn't too happy with that, and this is when he decided to go AWOL. Well, since he's decided to go AWOL, that has contributed contributed highly to the Knicks' 5 and 12 slump for the month of January. Because you know what? You know who isn't playing defense? Derrick Rose. You know who keeps thinking that just funneling your guy over to the middle is okay? Derrick Rose. Because you know why? You know who he's used to playing with? Joaquin Noah. But you know who Joaquin Noah isn't anymore? Joaquin Noah. Like, it's, 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 the sim it's the simple truth. So, now, we're stuck trying to, like, with talks to try to trade Melo, which, who I believe still needed for Porzingis' growth, but we haven't been able to talk about trading Porzingis, I mean, trading Rose, who, listen, what's that saying? A rose by any other name is still as fragile, but that's that's him. Like he's still as he's still as fragile mentally, physically. Uh, he's still as fragile mentally as he was physically a couple years ago. Let's put it that way. Danger zone. So it, it makes me wonder, like, and because once again, once again, once again. So back to Mel, back to this mellow talk. Once again, who are you going to send them to? Once again, Cleveland's the next one that they talk about. And we, and, and I'm trying to remember because I haven't made, a, I haven't been able to play, do a Kevin Love spiner. So I don't know if Kevin Love is still out with his sore lower back. Once again, over the last five years that Camilla Anthony has been in the league, he has played in more games than Kevin Love has. Because Kevin Love can't stay healthy. But yet, these are the people that... So listen, I, and the thing about it, like, I don't hear... I, so, when, so, when I, so when I say these are the things I'm hearing trade talks about, like, I, I don't understand why the Knicks are even trying to make these trades because these trades don't make the Knicks better. And I don't think that there should be any Knicks fan out there that should accept this. You see, the Knicks went 5-12. and 12. Why are they not trying to talk about getting and and you know we'll talk about Rose later because while we've explored all the options and we've explored the options for Melo because these are the options that have been that have been talked about like going to Boston get back who Al Hoffman and draft picks see now if Al Hoffman comes with two draft picks then I'm okay but once again if you're at if you're Boston why are you giving up draft picks for Melo? See? Like, if you're Cleveland, yeah, Melo at four is way better than Kevin Love at four. Let's not forget, Melo can, can average a double-double in rebounds if he knows he's going to come out and get and get some good boards and get some good easy shots on the offensive end. He'll do that. So while the Knicks go 5-12 and 12 for the month of January, the Miami Heat... The Miami Heat of all teams finished January with an eight and zero run, and why is why do I bring the Miami Heat into this outside of the fact that Miami is technically my my home market? Yes, this is where I live. Yes, South Florida. 
I told you guys this. Don't be surprised. This is where I live. I rest my home. I like the sun. I like having a beach less than 30 minutes away. I like the fact that it was like 50 degrees last night, but like 94 this afternoon. <laughs> but the number one reason I brought up the Miami Heat today is because their 8-0 run puts them right behind the New York Knicks. Now, if you remember, before this, the Miami Heat were one of the bottom three teams in the East. Now, this doesn't put them up much. Like, I think this puts them like up like to number 11. But they were bad. They were really, really bad. And on top of that, right, so now, so now you have a record of 19 and 30, in case you're wondering. So now we have Dion Waiters, right? Out of all of that, out of that whole entire run, what, what, that, what, that, what they got out of that was Dion Waiters played a brand of ball that earned him. <laughs> the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. And also, a familiar name pops up into the mix. Norris Cole may be back with the Miami Heat. And he's not the only familiar name that there's talks about them reuniting with an old team or old players. We'll find that and talk about that when we come back from this break. But... You know, you won't have any trouble finding, and that is that is gonna be what to do on Friday. Cause you gotta stop worrying, stop thinking. Head down to Capone's nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where you find DJ Scepter mixing in the lounge room, so you can start dancing, start drinking. Or if you're an introvert and you know you need any kind, of need a little sauce to loosen up. It's okay. It's okay. You can start drinking so, so you can start dancing. Just whatever you do, make sure you do it with DJ Scepter. That's every Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, bring your sexy. Fellas, bring your swag. It's going down at Capone's. Wait, there is more. They're trying to figure out to do on a Wednesday. That's tonight, folks. Listen, worry no more. You can find DJ Scepter at O'Malley's from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's on Mally's, that's right on 441 between Coconut Creek and Royal Palm Boulevard. This is DJ Seth, he's playing everywhere you want to be. We're talking birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, quinceaneras, bachelor, bachelorette parties. And yes, this weekend, DJ Scepter will be playing at a Super Bowl party. DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And reservations, just go to bookings, that's B O O K I N. GS like Boo Kings <laughs> at DJSceptor.com. To the My T Sports Podcast. 
thank you if you're still listening. I'm still your host, Talent T. Taylor, the one and only Talent T. Taylor that has ever existed in history, ever. Yes, one and only. <laughs> well, if you knew my middle name, that's what I'm saying, more specifically. So, as we said, there's a lot of familiar names <clears throat> that are being brought back up into the mix. Not just with the Heat, but also with Cleveland. And actually, a couple of names that tie or has ties in a way to both teams. The first one, Mario Chalmers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, folks. Mario Chalmers. Don't know where Mario Chalmers has been. I could have swore he was on the team somewhere. Uh, if he's not on the team somewhere, I'm not surprised that he's not on the team somewhere because it is Mario Chalmers, after all, that we're talking about. Right? But what it is is that the Cleveland Cavaliers are holding a veterans tryout camp. See, Mario Trump, I told you. Somebody that can, tie, that, that can tie into both teams. Or two teams. LeBron James, he ties into them, so he ties into Cleveland. And obviously, you guys are homers in any way or form. Then, you, are, you should be very familiar with the Mario Chalmers name. As we see a preview for the Knicks and Cleveland Cavaliers coming up. This weekend. So Mario Chalmers amongst a, a, a bunch of other names that uh, we don't care about. I think like Jordan Farmer maybe on the, on that list of guys that are going to be playing for are, are going to try out for this veteran Cleveland camp. As it is no, it, it, it's no, it's no secret that LeBron James has been openly frustrated with the Cleveland Cavaliers organization because he feels like. They have gotten, that they've settled, basically, into their current position. Basically, they've gotten complacent. But they're not, but he doesn't feel like they're still pursuing winning caliber talent. That's truly going to help them. Because, like, yeah, they're finding a couple of nice glue pieces. You know, what's the guy that used to play for in New York that's now playing there as a 6'11", shooting power forward? And nothing more off the bench. You know, so that's real, that's really what they have. But even though we're talking about a bench guy, he's looking for somebody to help the team out in, in different positions where it just seems like they just keep finding a way to keep getting more and more stretch guys. So they've openly said that they're looking for a couple of guards. They're looking for a playmaker. They need a backup point guard. And Mario Chalmers may be a very great fit if I, if, if I, if I don't say so myself. Even though I'm not a fan of Mario Chalmers, Mario Chalmers knows how to play with LeBron James. LeBron James knows how to talk to Mario Chalmers, how to motivate Mario Chalmers, what buttons to push. You understand? Like, LeBron James can coach up Mario Chalmers. If Mario Chalmers isn't on the, isn't on the team right now, because I'm not sure if Mario Chalmers is on the team right now, but if he's in this camp, I'm assuming that he's not on the team. Now, another name that has popped up recently has been Dwayne Wade and no we're not talking about in a way to possibly 
go to Cleveland, even though that has been discussed. <laughs> As my boo sends me a cafe boo stello Snapchat. <laughs> Love you, boo. So, Dwayne Wade is actually in talks of possibly coming back and returning to the Miami Heat. What does that mean? Because, and I'm not surprised that they, they say they're not ready to accommodate him. Which means that, like, Drogic and Whiteside are going to have to go. As listen, these, these are two names that are still on the trade block to this day for Miami. A trade block that we're looking at, that's basically, not that February is here. It is officially, which is, I can't of find ironic in Black History Month is the trade deadline in the NBA. I'm, like, let's not get into that. <laughs> but the trade deadline is now coming upon us. Basically, a week after the All-Star game is the trade deadline. So we're looking by the 24th of this month. If there are any moves, any more major moves that are going to be made, they're going to be made within the next three weeks. So the next three weeks, we need to be on high alert for anything. Danger zone. Anything. That is trade talk, trade rumor. Any moves. Because you have to look who is trying to improve themselves. Think about it. If I'm in the, if I'm in the NBA and... I'm a semi-decent player. I may want to go to Oklahoma City. Or if I'm Oklahoma City, are you not looking to improve your team? Like I said, there's so much talent out there. Like, like I don't understand, like, why aren't more teams possibly trying to look for, like, trying to trade Young Blake for Young Blake trying to get Devin Booker? Or why isn't Derrick Rose looking to be traded to, like, Portland? Or, or <laughs> only because I'm thinking, like, where can he go be a point guard and we get a point guard back? Once again, who wants Derrick Rose? I like Lakers, maybe? Dallas, maybe. Milwaukee, maybe. Maybe because Milwaukee has some young talent there that we can get away, that, we get, that the Knicks can get away from them. But Dallas Dallas has been struggling, not too happy with Darren Williams, but Darren Williams can't play in New York. So things like that don't sound too bright of moves. So I'm thinking LA. Like, for some odd reason, I feel like if Derrick Rose, because of who Derrick Rose is and his thought of himself, Derrick Rose moves. He may want to go to. He may want to go to L.A. Even though, I think if Derrick Rose goes anywhere, he probably should go to a team that is under the radar. He should go to a team that that isn't making too much noise. A team that isn't gonna isn't in a major market or a mid-major market. That isn't gonna get continuous press every single day. And he can go about his business a little bit. Because to be honest with you, like if Oklahoma City didn't have Kevin Durant, um, Russell Westbrook, and at one time, James Harden, we wouldn't have talked about them as much. If they didn't have Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, we wouldn't be talking about them as much. If Russell Westbrook right now wasn't putting up a triple-double every other game, we wouldn't be talking about Oklahoma City. I'm not saying that Derrick Rose needs to go to Oklahoma City. I'm just saying that Derrick Rose can fade away and come back into his own. Come back into the Derrick Rose that he wants to get paid as in a smaller market. Listen, who's to say that San Antonio isn't a great fit for Derrick Rose? 
What pieces do San Antonio have that we can take back? And 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 and, and <laughs> that's always a thing to look at. Like what pieces can go both ways? For some odd reason, I, I I see I see Derrick Rose in an LA uniform, an LA Lakers uniform. I see Derrick Rose there. Unless you're talking about CP3 coming to New York, he's injured. CP3. Let's not forget that. But unless I I, I see him in a, in, a, in a Lakers uniform. And as we talk about stars of the league, right? And what they've been doing. We've we've hinted at this guy already a couple of times this week. Or or this podcast uh, this podcast. Well, this, yeah, this week. We've talked about him several other times this week. But let's now officially get into what he has done. You know what time it is. It is the Russell Watch. And yes, I spell Russell now. R-U-S-T-L-E. Russell. <laughs> like hustle, Russell. Russell Westbrook. Now through 48 games. Or is it already now 49 games? Now through 48 games. So I forgot I may be tonight. Has averaged now still a triple-double. As he... As we are talking about Cleveland. As Cleveland is now up 101-81 to 81 over Minnesota. With nine minutes left to go in the game. But... Russell Westbrook recorded his 24th triple-double. In the 91-107 loss to LeBron James. See, that's the only thing about it. Like I said, while while Russ Watch is in full effect, unfortunately for them, they're not just winning. Cause I said they're not winning consistently enough. They're just not winning enough, and that's the reason why I keep saying that. As much as like, listen, I'm, I'm while we're loving what Russell Westbrook is doing, watch as many regular season games as you can of him. Like I said, watch it like it was a home run. Like like you like these guys was chasing home run, home run, <laughs> home run that like home run legacy, the home run supremacy of that that home run leaderboard. Because Russell Westbrook is basically chasing to be the only other guy in history to average a triple double for the season. Watch him in the regular season while you can, because he's getting bounced in the first round. Unless they manage, hey, unless he manages to get that sixth spot and they go up against Houston. Man, can you imagine seeing that game? Now that is going to be a first-round game because Houston and 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 Oklahoma City Thunder may have similar teams built a similar way, kind of trying to run each other the similar way. It's just that I may say that James Harden may have a little bit more time in his current role as the the team captain and 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 the and the team's H and I C. More than Russell Westbrook has so far at this point in time. And that may be the only difference, but a team but a matchup like that between those two, where 
defense isn't the number one thing on Houston on Houston's mind, then like the way we are talking about definitely, definitely, definitely getting get it like the bang for your buck, like the most for your dollar when it comes to what is a first round matchup. Especially for a six and three seed. Talking about getting more for your buck. Nowadays, preparing your own tax return can be a task that leaves you with more questions than answers. So, whether we like it or not, today's tax laws are so complicated that filing a relatively simple tax return can be confusing. That's where Al Torres and the tax professionals at Liberty Tax come into play. They will check and recheck your claim for any potential problems. Your tax return can be filed electronically so you can get your refund back quicker. They will also sell you potential reductions to, to limit your tax liability for the next year. They have a quick loan policy that you can take advantage of. And if you refer somebody, they also have referral fees or referral bonuses. So don't leave your hard-earned money on the table. Head down to Liberty Taxes. That's at 23269 State 07, Boca Raton 33428, just one mile north of Hillsboro, in the same plaza as TWs. You can also call at 954-727-6218 or email them at Liberty Tax, that's with two X's, so that's L-I-B-E-R-T-Y-T-A-X-X at gmail.com. And oh no, listen, I told you there's more, right? There's always more. Al and, and his folks at Liberty Tax now have two locations. So now, all you gotta do now is head, if you had, if you live a bit further south, just south of Commercial, right before you get to Oakland, in the plaza across the street from the McDonald's, you'll also find a Liberty Tax there. And Al is there sitting at the corner. <laughs> Where did he get your taxes done? So don't forget, listen, tell him Mighty Sports sent you, and you will get a special discount. Or, you can always just go there and tell them nobody sent you. But, I'm pretty sure you want to save money the way I sent you. So, once again, it's Al Torres and the guys at Liberty Tax. Email them for an appointment today. That's, L- that's Liberty Tax with two X's at gmail.com. Listen, if you're still listening, thank you. Once again, I'm always, I'm always going to thank you for listening. Once again, you're listening live on the Mixer Lower app or later in the day or, or same day. Tune in radio, SoundCloud, My T Sports. I'm everywhere. I'm, just, I'm trying to become everywhere. Pretty sure we're going to be shooting these lives in video. You gotta, we're going to do this on Periscope just to let you know. We're not going to do this like on Facebook Live or whatever mumbo jumbo these people are using nowadays. We're going to go Periscope. We'll upload it to Facebook later on, the Facebook page, but we are definitely, definitely, definitely going to start going live here pretty soon. So now that 
Let's see, we talked about Russell Wils Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City. <laughs> as 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 we told you, he put up a historic triple double. The twenty or his twenty fourth triple double of the season against a loss to Cleveland. And Cleveland is right now playing Minnesota. Later on tonight, we are going to be able to see Russell Westbrook, Oklahoma City, take on Chicago at 9.30 on ESPN. Same place where we're watching this Minnesota game. So, as we, as we talk about James Harden, right? As, as we, uh, we talked about James Harden and what, they, and what he's doing in Houston, right? In case you missed it, right? Like, seriously, in case you missed it, 100%. James Harden did something that put him in a category of two other players, Wilt Chamberlain and I believe Elgin Baylor being the only other person in history. If you don't understand, if you don't know the name El Elgin Baylor as, as, a, as a recognizable and, and NBA legend, well, let this name soak into. Well, we have Wilt Chamberlain that, as the guy that we know that has had a 100 points scored, only person to score 100 points in the game and also to sleep with over 10,000 women, supposedly, allegedly, allegedly. That's our Pachulia. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to stick that in there. Elgin Baylor is also another NBA legend that also needs to be recognized by name if you don't know him by name as a basketball fan. Well, James Harden has now added his name to the legends uh, to the list that includes Will Chamberlain and Elgin Baylor. The only there was only those two. But a guy to score 50 points and also get a triple-double. Yes, after we got off the air, the bearded one, James Harden, dropped 51 points, 13 rebounds, and 13 assists. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I, I could think to do for that one. Like, that... Is just straight Doma. Like, that's, that's all it is. Take that, take that, take that. There's not too many people that, that you see gonna do that. And it's actually something that I, I was actually hoping that Russell Westbrook was gonna do sometime this year. It's not too late, but Chiefs Harden did it first. And, and listen, there's nothing like who did it first, but I guess, I guess, I guess we see if, if Russell Westbrook could do a better one. We never know. What's the best may do 50, 20, and 20. But now that we've wasted or we found a way to kill 50 long minutes of time, let's really talk about what you guys want to talk about. Let's talk about who is going to get the champagne showers. Popping in the club, we light it up. Hey, our house is champagne showers. Right now, it is time for the Super Bowl week. And while the press has been going on this whole entire week, and Tom Brady's dad has been in the news for whatever reason, and Odell Beckham is popping up in the Pro Bowl and talking about the Pro Bowl. That's all we have about the Pro Bowl. Anybody watch the Pro Bowl? Anybody remember the Pro Bowl? Anything, anything of remembrance from the Pro Bowl. I think I watched the highlights. Actually, I don't even know if I watched the highlight. I think I saw... I saw a GIF. A GIF. GIF. I saw it. Was it a GIF? Maybe I saw a video. Maybe, maybe, maybe I saw a clip. It could have been a clip. Maybe a seven-second clip 
from Bleacher or something, of Odell Beckham Jr. coming out of a group of cheerleaders. No pun intended. And that was it. That's the most I saw from the Pro Bowl. <clears throat> so now we have what's like I said, what was 100% of the Super Bowl time, right? New England Patriots versus Atlanta. Tom Brady versus Matt Ryan. 12 and 4 versus. 12 and 4? What were the Patriots' record to end? Ha! Ha ha ha! I guess that would have been something to to try to remember before that before we saw the podcast. But you know what? I didn't think it was gonna. I, I didn't think I was, I was gonna even need it. But huh? Who would have thought? Like I like I one percent know that off the top of my head, Atlanta's twelve and four, but New England. It was even twelve and four or eleven and five, one of the two. But that's what we have here. And at this point in time, when you're looking at the game. You're, you're trying to find any little thing to see who has the advantage anywhere. And the first thing that you know is that from an ownership standpoint, New England has the advantage. From a general manager, manager standpoint, New England has the advantage. From a coaching standpoint, New England has the advantage. From an experience standpoint, New England has the advantage. So then you wonder, what advantage does Atlanta have going for them? Nobody in any situation is taking Matt Ryan over Tom Brady. So it's not at the quarterback level. So is this game really about Julio Jones and the two running backs coming out of Atlanta? Is that what this is ultimately going to be about? Because then I wonder, something has to give here, right? Something has to give. Because it's not, not like New it's not like it's not like Atlanta doesn't have weapons or doesn't have something to bring to the table. Matt Ryan put up 4,944 yards, 56 yards shy of 5,000 yards. That was second in the league, only behind, I believe, Drew Brees. Tom Brady was 20th in the league in passing yards. That's 20th while missing four games. Matt Ryan put up 38 touchdowns, 100, 117.1 QBR quarterback rating with seven interceptions. Tom Brady only had 20 touchdowns compared to Matt Ryan's 38, 10 less. The quarterback rating, five lower, 112.2 versus his 117.1. Tom Brady only threw two interceptions that season, this whole entire season. Now, the thing about this now, the other portion of Tom Brady is that this now adds another little accolade that you can add to Tom Brady thing because that was the best 
touchdown to interception ratio in the NFL this season. As I see a two for five mix and match Arby's commercial, just made me ultimate. That has made me instantly hungry. <laughs> they had some cheese, bacon looking curly fried things that, yeah, made the stomach grumble. So, what 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 gives? Who gives? Tom Brady, his and his infinite experience, his uh, his 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 coach that, his coach that is able to coach him up to through every situation, and not just coach him up, but game plans more better than I would like to admit any other coach out there, even more than the guy that I that I love to praise in Tom and Andy Reid. Right. So let's talk about. Well, let me tell you about what's going on here with Tom Brady and Matt Ryan. We so we talked about we talked about this last week a little bit, right? But we said that New England has a bend but don't break kind of defense, where we find that New England has one of the best red zone percentages in the league but not only that the New England Patriots right <laughs> they have the best Reds well not, not that I'm sorry the Atlanta Falcons have the worst red zone scoring percentage. They're in the bottom three if, if I'm not mistaken. They maybe even be last. That is not a thing that I find to be beneficial, I guess, to say if you're playing up against New England, Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick. A team that, like I said, one has time to prepare, has more than one week to prepare for a team, usually comes out on the winning end. Now, like I said, New England Patriots are known for losing a lot of Super Bowls. Well, Matt Ryan hasn't been to one yet. Matt Ryan is known for choking just in the playoffs. So this is his first time there. And yes, I know he has Julio Jones and he has, and he has, um, who's this guy? Sue Seau, something like that. They have this, this, this double-headed running back monster, which, which is, which is incredible. But we're also talking about a New England team that found a way to shut down the Pittsburgh running back, dual running back system, which was Le'Veon Bell and, ah, oh, what's his name, can't even think of his name right now, the guy that had to do the tips of his hair, D'Angelo Williams, pink, because the NFL wouldn't let him put it on his shoes, so he couldn't rep rep represent his mother and her breast cancer, so, the thing, now, the only thing about that is that Atlanta has been praised for having an offensive line comparable to the Dallas Cowboys. That has been solidified this year by Mac. So now you have to ask yourself, what can that O-line create the wedges that the Pittsburgh O-line couldn't create for the running backs to be able to, to run through? And also, can that O-line... Give a, create enough time for other guys to get open that's not named Julio Jones. 
because we know that Tom, you know, we know, we know Bill Belichick is gonna find a way to take away Julio Jones. What are those other guys gonna do that aren't used to big moments like this? They got some veterans on that team now, so let's not let's not act like they don't have veteran wide receivers. But being a veteran and being a playoff veteran are two different things. Being a Super Bowl veteran is a whole nother class. I hate to say it. Why in my deepest of hearts, I hope Atlanta pulls off this dynamic win because it also means that maybe Atlantic is going to be there for the next couple of years, which adds just another level of interest to the NFL. And what what is the high-powered, high-flying NFC that constantly throws different things at basically what is Tom Brady every single year? When it wasn't Tom Brady, it was who it was basically Peyton Manning. It was Tom Brady and Peyton Manning versus the world. Or the National Football Conference. Thank you guys. That is my time. Next time we meet each other, we will be talking about the Super Bowl. Now, I'm going to let you know. I don't know how much Super Bowl talk or game or... <laughs> what word can I say? How much... Super Bowl game review, I'm going to really be able to give you honestly. I'm usually not sober after halftime or by halftime. So, I usually don't remember much of the game. So, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll talk some commercials. Maybe maybe I'll write that down. We'll talk about the commercials that I, I may remember. I don't even know. I just hope I even get to the game in time. That's my time. Thank you guys for listening. Once again, stay tuned, stay blessed, and don't stress. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down, lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. They are who we thought they were. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. My teeth!